social network minute by minute today we're going to be covering minutes 29 which is 28 to 28 59 on the clock it starts out with uh, with um, uh, <laughs> with eduardo talking about how dustin moskowitz and chris hughes were programmers and why exactly had mark zuckerberg come to him with this idea why was he standing in the freezing cold where those two guys were indoors at the aepi party uh, and of course it's revealed that uh, we're going to need a little startup cash to rent the service and get it online and then we cut straight back to the deposition with Eduardo saying that was why. Um, and then, of course, Eduardo gets made CFO. And, uh, you know, then we have Gretchen say, uh, you know, did he did he add anything else? And <laughs> this is where Mark, for some reason, twisted the knife just a little tiny bit. And he said, you know, maybe it is a diversity thing. Uh, and, and when we come back to the, you know, the, the present, we then... We then kind of get this this wonderful little rant where, which actually kind of lays out the idea of why this lawsuit was a little ridiculous, uh, which is that, you know, Mark asks if they had been suggesting that, you know, um, because of Eduardo getting punched, he was jealous and he began a plan to screw him out of a company he hadn't yet invented. Uh, and and I, I I just kind of like that as like, well, yeah, at that point, he, he hadn't even thought of, like, it was nothing. It wasn't even a website. Like, why would he be, you know... Um, jealous of Eduardo, uh, and then we get uh, a, a famous Sorkinism, which is the whole "I could buy Mount Auburn Street, take the Phoenix Club, and turn it into my ping pong room." That is something that appears—not that exact thing, but someone taking something and saying they can turn it into this room, like uh, you know, ping pong room or tennis room or whatever. Uh, that's a thing that Aaron Sorkin has done in, in a number of scripts. Uh, it's appeared in like Sports Night. It appears in The West Wing. It's appeared in Newsroom. Um, Studio 60 um, it even appears I think in American President there's a line where someone says this so it's a thing that Aaron Sorkin likes to put in his scripts um, and <laughs> you know we get we, and that is that is kind of we're almost at the end of the minute when Mark just you know he, he lets Eduardo return to the party and Ed, as Eduardo leaves he says I'll let you know how the party is and that's where this minute finishes um, and joining me to talk about today are Joel Torres and Sarah Roberts. Hey. Hello. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think the kind of the stuff in the present is quite interesting. Uh, I say present in inverted commas because obviously it's 2006. You know, this idea where Mark Zuckerberg is like, how could I, you know, why if I was jealous of Eduardo and that is why I decided to later on dilute the stocks and basically screw him out of Facebook. Why would I do that at this particular point? Like, I, you know, how would I form that plan before I even started the website? Before I even had any money for servers, before like literally before anything's begun, why why do you think this is the moment where where that, that kind of that happened? And I think that's that's quite interesting because if you're watching the film, you probably are thinking to yourself, oh my god, like Mark Mark Zuckerberg is he the could... villain and Eduardo is is the sensible one, yeah. and obviously there is this conversation about diversity and all this kind of stuff, and it's like, oh well, you know, maybe he was jealous. And then when it comes to the present, it almost it's like Aaron Sorkin almost saying to you. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like through Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I I feel like this is a particularly um, Aaron Sorkin 
moment. The the depositions kind of feel Aaron Sorkin-y all the way through, but um, this one particularly reminded me of um, Molly's Game mm-hmm. and his um, exhaustive um, effort to lay out all of the minutiae that happens between these legal counsel moments and ideas. It's like very, um, it feel it feels very drug out and like every little tiny detail is exhausted a bit, but at the same time he does it at this breakneck speed and <laughs> yeah, it feels very Aaron Sorkin-y um, to... To say as many words as he's saying here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's worth saying we're all, we're in we're in minute twenty nine, but on the script we're on page forty two, yeah. so we are. Aaron Sorkin is that, way says, ahead of us on this particular it. point. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, it's interesting as well because just before Mark uh, Zuckerberg gives the you know y- 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 the whole uh, "Ma'am, I know you've done your homework, and so you know money isn't a big part of my life, but this moment I could take Mount Alban Street, take the Phoenix Club, and turn it into my ping pong room." He says that right after Sai says, stop, type, stop typing, we're off the record. So the suggestion is everything up until that point has been from the transcripts. So the whole thing about, you know, were you jealous of Eduardo? All of that kind of questioning is from the transcripts. And then as he says, we're off the record, that's when Mark Zuckerberg delivers a Sorkin speech. And, you know, obviously for people who are fans of Aaron Sorkin, you kind of know it's that straight away of like, oh, they're <laughs> off the record. So none of this was taken down. What, what would it happens say? to be a thing that Aaron Sorkin said. This is this is where he's putting his words into Zuckerberg's mouth there, basically. It's his little um, signature there. Um. I, I think he actually does it in Molly's game as well. There's a there's a point where Molly actually says to someone, you know, how much money she has. And she goes, I could do this, do that and turn this into yeah. that. And that it, like that kind of thing is actually uh, in Molly's game as well. And a line of dialogue. Um, although I'll quickly say about Molly's game, I love like the opening, like whatever it is, like five minutes where she's talking about the skiing thing that she mm-hmm. does, and she's giving all the details of how like the slope gets harder and all the, you know the little things that get put on to stop the snow and all this kind of stuff, and gives the line of sight and how it caught her ski, and then she goes flying down and like breaks a leg and all this kind of stuff, and ends up with like tons of metal in her, and like that whole speech, the way Jessica Chastain delivers it is kind of like it's amazing. She's one like there are a few people who can really like kind of like deliver Sorkin, and in that opening of Molly's game, she like really delivers all the de- the information, and then at the end when she's like you know why am I telling you this story? And it's like, yeah, why are you telling me this? Like, I think that's like a funny little kind of thing about like Aaron Sorkin being a bit self-aware there. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, this does kind of feel like, particularly that speech is kind of the most Sorkin-y part of the, of the film really, where it's like, it, I mean, it's literally a trademark <laughs> of his. So it feels like he put you on a horse and slapped it. <laughs> like you're, you're going very quickly on this journey, whether or not you want to, you're going to hear a lot of information. <laughs> I mean, to me, it feels like uh, his his particular uh, addition to the script, like the the ping pong room part we're talking about, is like a respond to. <laughs> there's, I can't think of another way to put it. It's it's just like a, this bitchy part that happened in the uh, in the actual transcript, where it's like, oh, just to add add a little uh, stink to to uh, Zuckerberg here. Oh, he did say this also, and you know, like 
what what the hell is that all about that's why we're even bringing it up it's like oh if he's going to be he's going to play that kind of dirty right there to indicate that zuckerberg might be might be the nefarious villain i'm talking about then like oh zuckerberg's got to have a comeback uh okay uh this is what he would say yeah 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 there we go we get the details here of like 70 30 split between between mark zuckerberg you know and and eduardo and when it comes back to the present you know we have eduardo saying i said let's do it um, and then, of course, then Gretchen gets to ask, did he have anything else? And it's like, yeah. And then we go back to the, maybe it was a diversity thing, but so what? Um, and then that's how, that's how it kind of builds up to the whole kind of, you know, the, the kind of the, the kind of the line of discovery and the, the ping pong room and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's where that comes from, is this dig that Mark did three years previously. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is where he names Eduardo as well as the CFO. He's the CFO. He's in charge of the business end. And obviously that will become a sticking point as the film goes on, that Eduardo takes that seriously. And, you know, you know, further down the line, it ends up kind of biting him on the kind of, you know, because he doesn't check stuff because he he thinks he's the CFO, Um, you know. And there's a great line, which I'll get, you know, once Justin Timberlake delivers it about, you know, how Eduardo was the CFO and he made a, a bad deal with his own company, which is a particularly kind of cutting line later on. Um, but I also like how this minute finishes with Eduardo going back in, leaving Mark, you know, standing out there in the cold. And Eduardo just says as he goes, I'll let you know how the party is, which seems to kind of play into the idea, as we discussed in the previous minute of that's what Facebook would be like. If you didn't go to the party, people would still go to the party and you could see it on Facebook. And that, you know, them sharing the pictures from the party, which, again, is something else that, you know, later on, Sean Parker talks about um, you know, it's kind of almost like Eduardo is saying to Mark, you know, you want to put this experience online, but I'm going to be the one who's going to have to tell you about the party, um, you know, because you're very picky about what loops in the back of, a, you know, in the back of a Caribbean night. Uh, um, and I think as as the door opens, we still hear just a tiny little bit of Dreadlock Holiday play for like half a second <laughs> just before the door closes. That's how I experience uh, all my parties now through Facebook anyways. So I don't, you know, that's it. Works yeah. For me. <laughs> yeah. That's what you want me to do in the future, then, Joel. Just tag you in a bunch of Facebook tags, you know, as if you were at the party that I've yeah, just been. Yeah, yeah, please, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, just so you can live vicariously through other exactly. people. Exactly. But yeah, so I, I mean, I, you know, the whole, I think the whole thing of like, you know, were, was he jealous of Eduardo? Like, that's that's an interesting thing because that is kind of what the the relationship in this film kind of hinges on. You know, why has he brought this deposition? Um, you know, it isn't until uh, you know about an hour into the film where we start to find out, you know, this you know, this plan that he's talking about here, you know, Mark is setting up the idea of like, you know, I was jealous of Eduardo and that's why I began this plan. And we don't find out, you know, until, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes from this, that what the actual plan is, uh, which of course ends up being, you know, related to the dilution of stocks. So, you know, it's, it, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting that, you know, uh, once again, Sorkin is, is setting something up for later on as he set up the whole diversity thing with the Phoenix by having it mentioned in the first five minutes here he's also setting up the idea that you know there's a plan and we don't know as a viewer what that plan is because if you're seeing this film for the first time you're still not sure why these two depositions are coming about like you know why the one deposition is coming about because the Winklevosses have said on several occasions that he stole our idea like that's you know even in the trailer you see Divya Narendra saying you stole our idea like that's that's the kind of uh, and the famous kind of line in the in the trailer of you know if you'd have invented Facebook then you'd have invented Facebook like that's you know, that's the kind of delivery in the trailer. And so we know why that lawsuit's taking place. 
you know, the reason for this lawsuit is slightly, you know, until we actually get further into the film, we're still kind of in the dark as to exactly why this is happening. Um, and, you know, we'll tomorrow we'll actually end up going to the other deposition. <laughs> we actually get the, the one and only crossover between the depositions where Eduardo actually goes to um, to kind of to be questioned by uh, the other lawyer who's working on behalf of the, the Winklevi. So, um, you know, while we're still in this one deposition, we're not quite sure why Eduardo is is suing, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, um, you know. And and so, you know, I don't know. I think that's interesting that kind of Sorkin is keeping that back uh, because he could have easily given it away at the beginning of the deposition. You know, he could have easily said why uh, Eduardo is doing this. Yeah, he does. A, he does a really good job of of making that by by uh, obf, obfus, ob, obfuscating or whatever. What is the word? Obf, obfusc, obfuscating. Obfus, Anyways, by doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he shows how, like, it, it does an excellent job of showing how personal that that particular uh, deposition and situation was compared to the whole uh, Winklevoss, uh, Spinkle, Smile. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The stuff of the twins is a bit more kind of like it's it's you know it's it's kind of like intellectual theft. It's like it's a whole different thing. It's like. It's hard to get. It's like hard to be kind of sympathetic towards the twins because they're these like super athletic, handsome guys who are very rich. And it's like, uh, like, do I really feel any sympathy for them? You know, like, were they just stupid enough to hire Mark Zuckerberg to do their website and he just stole the idea? I've got less sympathy for them than I do for Eduardo, who you know his his thing is a lot like it is. It's a lot more yeah. personal, and that's why the language is always about like in this even in this minute is about jealousy and you know it's not about like any intellectual ideas at this point. It's just literally their relationship. Yeah, it feels much more personal the dynamic he has with Eduardo, and he feels much more. It feels like hurt than they do. They are mad about a business decision or, you know, a business betrayal. And he's much more, you can tell that he, he has more personal feelings attached to it. Um, I mean, is there anything else that needs to be talked about in this minute? Uh, you know, I think it's it, like later on, obviously, you know, um, Eduardo only has 30%. And when they start hiring other people, it's interesting how Zuckerberg is like, you know, 10% will come from me and like, half of it will come from you like when they start dividing stuff up later on when they they have um chris and dustin join them and stuff i think it's interesting how they start to cut like at that point they're willing to like they're willing to lose percentages quite easily and then obviously once once things become more serious and sean parker becomes involved the percentages become more of an issue don't they so i think it's interesting here we're set we're set up with this idea of like you know it's 70 for mark because obviously he's going to be doing as they said thousands of lines of coding <laughs> and you know it's 30 percent for eduardo because he's going to be putting the money up for the server and and you know you're thinking to yourself well that makes sense you know like even if this business went nowhere even if it didn't become what it ended up becoming you're like well you know it, that seems like an equal division like uh, i don't think anyone watching the film is like 70 30 that seems unreasonable like that actually seems fairly generous towards eduardo quite frankly um like if i was mark zuckerberg i'd be like i'm sitting there writing tens of thousands of lines of code you're getting 10 percent, not 30 percent uh but it actually it, this actually makes mark look a bit more kind of like reasonable when it's like 70 30 split and it's like okay yeah that's like as a viewer you think that's that seems like reasonable that's one of the that's one of the few times in this film where mark zuckerberg seems like a reasonable person yeah, like like eduardo is a friend and not just a means to an end uh, although obviously there is the implication that the only reason he went to eduardo was for the mm -hmm. money 
uh, you know, which I found, which I find a bit funny. I mean, uh, f- Facebook is like a un- unremovable part of my life at this point. It's like uh, I feel I have <laughs> I have a couple of close, like personal friends that I actually see in person every once in a while. But with life being so busy, I have I have way more connections that I made because of. Uh, Facebook groups, you know, like the Flophouse group originally and the We Hate Movies group, other podcast groups, basically. I mean, that's where I met uh, you, Darren, there, for God's sake, and uh, all kinds of other people. And, and, like, it's had this influence over my... because of the the people there, you know, people that are smarter than me or that I just have things in common with. I've had... Uh, like change my way of thinking over the years and like uh, politically and uh, film wise, you know, my, my passion is film. And so I've, I've seen all kinds of things that I wouldn't have seen because of all these people that I talk to all the time that are like, Oh, check this out. And it's, it's just such a much bigger window. Like uh, I, the only other social network I even bother with is Twitter. And honestly, I, I kind of hate Twitter because it feels like the dumpster fire of dumpster fires all the time. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, I think Twitter. I think Twitter works if you if you follow the right people and if you follow people that are interesting. I think you can kind of curate your feed on Twitter to kind of get it so it's not so terrible. But yeah, even then, you know, Twitter the the, the kind of changes they've made to try and. Um, you know, put advertising in and stuff like that ends up, you you still end up seeing stuff that you don't want to see on Twitter. I basically have a very small circle on Twitter and it sh- it's kind of like if I say something there, it's kind of like it never happened <laughs> because I'm private and I only have a few people following me and if they care to see what I said, then they'll see it. If not, then whatever. But um, yeah, I originally started Twitter because I was going through something very difficult that I felt like I couldn't talk about on Facebook at the time, <laughs> um, only to certain friends. But my my favorite has to be Instagram because I'm an artist and it is an amazing social network for artists. Um, all the all the division of countries and backgrounds and everything. You just see people's art and. Um, I have made so many connections through Instagram that I never would have. Um, Yeah, I have about 1,200 followers now, which I never would have had. And and I honestly have found a lot of art that I really love personally that resonates with me. So Instagram's by far my favorite. Uh, Well, I feel like we've covered about as much as we can of today's minute. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug? Sure, I'll plug my um, art. Yeah, do that. <laughs> um, I'm a visual artist, and I've worked in different mediums, but my focus is watercolor painting at the moment. And I've um, my website is www.sarahkathleenroberts.com, and Sarah's with an H. And my Instagram handle is Sarah Kathleen Roberts on Instagram with an H. And you can find us on MySpace at myspace.com slash the social minute and on Twitter at social underscore minute and on Facebook at the social minute podcast. Thanks to both of you for joining me today. Thank, Thank you. you. And otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow.